2: I was thinking about changing the theme song to uh, Fast Car, but uh, I I didn't want to get into trouble. It is uh, eight minutes after five at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly, and we've been talking about um, mental health and if mental health is an issue in your family. And uh, as I've said, the people that I know who have issues with uh, people with mental health problems in their family, it affects everybody in the family. It isn't just the patient. It is everybody. Uh, 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. And uh, Amanda, before the break, said something really interesting. Um, she'd been uh, seeing a therapist for, uh, what, 10 years?
0: Yeah. Tenure. And the therapist uh, and the
2: therapist retired, and you have been unable yeah. to find another therapist. I mean, that, that's got to tell you something.
0: Yeah, she retired a, a year ago in May. Um, and it's now July, so it's fourteen months since I've been actually able to sit down, other than with my psychologist that provides my medication. Um, but yeah. Everybody that I have called, um, they just say the demand for therapy is is just overwhelming with how everybody is saying how important it is if something is bothering you to talk to somebody.
2: Um I, I can't even begin to imagine. Now, I guess an obvious question I would have to ask you is you were seeing a therapist for 10 years. Um, if I saw a mm-hmm. car mechanic for 10 years and the problem wasn't fixed, I would think this isn't working. So did the therapy actually work?
0: Oh, the therapy was is working and was working. Um, unfortunately, my life is in Sane. So, so many things have happened to me, and um, I, the therapy is what got me through it um, tremendously and positively. And it was just, it's more people that need therapy don't go for therapy, and those that are in therapy don't really need to be in therapy, but it keeps me sane and knowing that I've done nothing wrong and it's. It is definitely uh, on other people. Um, the things that have been going on in my life, anyways. Um, so yeah, you, you think ten years, however, going through divorces and death and um, thirty-one operations and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, definitely. Well, thir-
2: thirty-one work. operations in ten years. That's what that's what you've gone yes. through. Yes, sir. Wow. I I'm gonna probably surpass your record, by the way. Just so you're well aware of that.
0: I'm but, I mean what, well aware you're about well, Olivier. But I lived what what, what people
2: see what, what people don't understand and uh you know, this is not uh you know, playing the sympathy card here, but with every procedure that you have that you get knocked out for, it takes a little bit away from you. Um and
0: Absolutely.
2: It, I I I don't think I don't think some people understand that. That uh you know when you've when you've had in, in ten years that many surgeries, um, a part of you gets left behind every time you get put under.
0: Yeah, and that's and that mentally that is correct, but physically, um, out on disability for eight years, um, having, you know, like I said, multiple fusions, I am pretty much the bionic woman and um just you know, when people don't when they think that I'm faking it, no surgeon's going to um do a eight um eight hour procedure surgery on you, um, if it's unwarranted on your spinal column. Um Jeez. so that might kill you.
2: So, are, are you doing – I mean, uh, I, I don't mean to pry here, but are you doing any better physically with all the surgeries you've had?
0: Yes, I'm doing fine. It's just, unfortunately, people decide um, car accidents on the throughway and I am always the one that they seem to hit um, or freakish oh, things, a trailer coming off a car oh. uh, or truck. Who, Who, who is – you know, like I said, that's my most recent – um, who expects that on the throughway in the middle of the night is to have a through uh, a trailer come out of the blue um, and come after me. Um, that warranted the last five surgeries in the last year.
2: Good grief. Good grief. I hope you got a good settlement out of it anyway.
0: Um, That is. Still in the process. That's over eighteen months already. So,
2: yeah. Well, it'll uh, it'll take it'll take a little bit longer for that uh, to come yeah. through. But at least at least you didn't have to pay for the surgeries, right?
0: That is correct. They were almost a million dollars.
2: Um. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've been through yeah. the it sounds like you've been through the mill. But I'm just I'm wondering if you can articulate um what it is that you think talk therapy has actually Done for you?
0: Um, it for me it's helped with me realize that I'm not at fault for how others treat other people and I have to try to let that go, which is very difficult. Um, especially when they're sibling relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know, it has mental health has affected the whole you know, does affect the family in many ways. Um, and knowing that I'm not at fault is, is good to hear. However, it's very hard when I was always the one that was the protector. Um, and then I feel um, that I have been, in a way, banished a little bit from the family Um, for trying to take her out of that situation, but thankfully, um, I was able to get the town supervisor to um, allow her to go into the senior center earlier than she was, you know, due to her age. She was off by a couple years, um, explained the situation, so she was able to um, do Meals on Wheels and help people, and then those last four years of her life, she was you know, definitely
2: better. Um, just, yeah, just, so I, I just have one more, one more question because I'm sure people yeah. out there are uh, probably asking the same thing. Um, when you say that the uh, the talk therapy, we're talking about mental health, by the way, right now. We're going to switch gears here in just a moment, but um, yeah. when when you say that the talk therapy uh was able to convince you that you were not at blame uh, you were not to blame that you had done nothing wrong i can imagine there are people listening saying oh sure the therapist is just telling her what she wants to hear so she feels better about herself
0: no that's not true because there were many times where i was crying and i have to take blame for some things that i have done that i've said um and she definitely would say oh i wasn't happy that you said that Um, And then, of course, I had remorse, um, trying to mend. Obviously, you can't take back things like that, things that you have said, um, out of frustration, anger, and 40 years of hurt. um, Feelings finally, you know, come out. Um, And unfortunately, that was, you know, what was going on. Um, But no, I mean, she, it wasn't always, you know, that, but it's, you know, how I can move forward and how, where to pull back and what to say or do or not do. Um, so, you know, I'm a fixer and a giver and, you know, I just want to make sure everybody's, you know, happy. And, you know, unfortunately that's not how it always is. Um, but no, the therapist. Um she, she says it like it is, at least mine did. Um, and like I said, I would not have continued going to see her. It was just, you know, it wasn't a, a fun thing to do. You know, it was either biweekly, week, monthly, um, for 10 years. But like I said, it just kept me, um, you know, always something came up. Every time I thought I was done, then something else would be, you know, come up. And it was just like, um, how much more can I take, but thank God for it. But it's not good right now because I've gone through 14 months without anyone. And, but, you know, I just talked through it. Um, but many people are going to the streets and self-medicating. I have a script for medical marijuana. Um, I would never do it. I'm frightened that, um, you know, with the fentanyl, they're even lacing that. Um, the cost is five hundred dollars for me for, to fill out a prescription. Um, that's crazy. I don't have that. Money. I have, you know, I'm not even on just dis- I'm on disability. I have no, no money.
2: Well, we you know um, we kind of talked about that in the first hour. I just I wonder how these dispensaries are actually going to do because people's traditional yeah. weed guy is probably going to be a lot cheaper than the uh, dispensaries, at least from what I've heard. Um,
0: yeah, I. It's It's $500 if I wanted to get a month's supply, and I have a medical prescription. Insurance does not cover it, and you're exactly right. They are going to go. However, the marijuana is being laced with fentanyl, and people that just smoke pot have been dying from fentanyl-traced marijuana. So you really, either if you grow it yourself or know somebody that's growing it, other than that, I wouldn't trust doing it No, I mean.
2: You, you you have to know you have to know your weed guy. I mean that 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 is advice from time I think it's in the Bible somewhere. Um, I think it might be one of the commandments, but I might be a little bit off on scripture. But, um, yeah, that you got you got to know and trust the weed guy. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the call.
4: So
0: I'm yeah, sorry, honey. Still, what I can say is people should still keep calling. Like I say, things could have changed because. Um, I have put out calls, you know, saying that, you know, something needs to be done because if I can't reach a provider at all in New York State to take on a new patient, um, something's, you know, um you know, a problem, you know. Yeah,
4: you know, that's... something needs to be
0: d so definitely call if if someone, you know, needs help. So
2: All right. Thank you. uh, Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, again, every May we go through this, all the talk about mental health awareness and don't be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody. But (laughs) what if you try to reach out and uh, nobody's accepting new patients? Seriously. 803 0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and one 800 wben One of the things we're talking about is uh, you and your family's experiences with mental health issues. And I'm going to do something fun also the rest of the show. It's going to be kind of a weird mix, but... You know, I've done weirder. So, uh, anyway, we have been uh, talking about um, mental health and whether somebody in your family has mental health issues and the struggles and travails through which you have persevered maybe for many, many years. But uh, there's something else I would like to get into Um and it is totally a different topic, okay? It's, 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 it's a little bit off the grid. It's a little bit off the radar. I'll put it to you that way. But uh, I was uh, perusing the internet last night. Yes, I was perusing the internet last night. Dot, dot, dot. No, I was perusing the internet last night for, uh, for cool music that I wanted to listen to. And I came up with an idea for a topic based on something I had seen last night on the internet. And uh, many of you who listen to the show know that uh, I don't know all of their songs. I I don't. I mean, some of you are just diehards and you know everything they've ever done. And I'm not like that. But I do know what I like. And uh, I stumbled across, again, the uh, 2006 reunion of Pink Floyd and yeah I've I've talked about it before and I'm watching this thing online right and they start off with breathe and then they do money wish you were here and then comfortably numb it was about a 24-25 minute performance by Pink Floyd and I thought to myself what was I doing on that day in 2006, that was more important than being at that show in London. I'm also the guy, true story, Live Aid, the epic performance by Freddie Mercury and Queen. I actually flew into London that day, literally flew into London that day, and totally, obviously missed out on it, because it, it wasn't my thing then. I mean, I went to London alone. I left alone and uh, was left alone, actually, in London. But is there a – how do I phrase this properly? Is, is there a dream concert that you would love to have been present to see? Now, for a certain number of the listening audience – and I know we've had people calling in before saying, I saw the Beatles in Toronto – And believe me, I am incredibly jealous. I would be very, very jealous of anybody who saw the rooftop concert uh, that the Beatles did because I think the Beatles just got better and better and better with time. Personally, their early stuff was okay. But then after Revolver is like, wow, this is really outstanding stuff. And I like Abbey Road better than I like Sgt. Pepper. I mean – And I like the White Album better than I like Sgt. Pepper. So anyway, is there a dream show on which you missed out? And there's another one, too, that is online. And uh, it is uh, The Bee Gees, Just One Night in Las Vegas. And you watch the videos of that show. And again, it's one of those things where You say to yourself, what was I doing on that day that was more important than going to Las Vegas and seeing the Bee Gees? Seriously. Um, Is there a dream concert on which you missed out? Maybe some of you, for whatever reason, uh, when Jimi Hendrix played Buffalo, you were supposed to go and something happened. And I know a couple of times Led Zeppelin was supposed to play Buffalo, but stuff happened, like deaths and stuff like that. 803, that can put a damper in a concert, by the way. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. If you had to name your dream concert that you never saw live, what would it be? And just watching the video of Pink Floyd from 2006 is just To me, it is absolute heaven. It really is. I'm not sure if they lip-synced it. I'm not sure about that. But it was really um, amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's super cool. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. And 1-800-616-WBEN.
4: Selling a little or a lot?
2: Killing me. This is what I was talking about. Pink Floyd 2006. Oh, 25 minutes of sheer ecstasy. I think we should just play 25 minutes of Pink Floyd and call it a day, personally. But anyway, uh, it is, uh, you know who does a really good job with Pink Floyd locally is uh, the band High Horse. Um, they absolutely kill and destroy Pink Floyd. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, Dan Lebowski, great job. Uh, Sandy Belsky, uh, terrific job. Um, I just, you know, and obviously the other guys, the Eli and uh, Chuck, um, they... they uh, Watching High Horse do Pink Floyd, and I had the pleasure of playing time with them a few times, which uh, was super cool. And someday, when I can feel my fingertips again, I'll be back doing it again. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, speaking of music, um, I'm a little bit – all right, I'm a lot of bit disappointed because I was so looking forward to going to uh, Canal Fest tonight and seeing Back to the Bars play – um, back to the Bars, look, there are so many great bands in Western New York, and we did a show on local music uh, a few Mondays ago. There are so many incredible bands out there, and I just, I happen to have fallen in love with uh, Back to the Bars, and I just, I can't get enough of them, and uh, I was really hoping to see them tonight, but unfortunately, <clears throat> they uh, They canceled. Uh, well, the weather had something to do with that. But um, as I had mentioned prior to the news, I was going online last night, and you know how you get in those moods where you just want to hear certain songs and you just want to revisit a certain time in your life? Well, I was in one of those moods. It was pensive. Uh, it was pensive. It was reflective. And somehow, once again, I stumbled upon the Pink Floyd 2006 reunion, some of which you just heard uh, at the bottom of the hour. And then I don't know what happened, but I ended up with the Bee Gees just one night. And my question to you is: (coughs) excuse me, is there a performer or a concert on which you missed out that you wish you had actually seen? And this comes from a guy who flew into London the day of the unbelievable performance by Queen and Freddie Mercury at uh, Wembley. I I was there. I knew it was going on. I never had any thought of going. And I wish that I had. Same day of that show is when I touched down at, uh, I think it was uh, Gatwick. Uh, But... When when I see and look, I, I take music very very seriously. Um, music to me is a great escape. Music touches my soul uh, in a way that uh, very very few things do. Um, I love great lyrics. I love great melodies. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not really into rap. I'm not really into hip-hop. I mean, maybe some of the old-school stuff, Grandmaster Flash. But basically, you know, I'm a, I'm a classic rock, yacht rock kind of guy, okay, which probably dates me in, in some, of your, uh, some of your minds. But is there a performer you wish you would have seen live? Is there a performer you wish you would have seen live? And maybe there was a performer you saw live who totally let you down, which is a different topic altogether, but I'll throw it into the mix. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Your dream concert that you never had a chance to see. Let me give you another example. And I remember this vividly. I could even name the guys who were having this discussion which is kind of disturbing because I can't remember what we talked about yesterday on the show. But the Who came to town, and this was after the uh, situation in Cincinnati. And we're talking about the original Who lineup. And these guys were, uh, let's just say, connected. So they had really good seats for the Who. And you have no idea how much I would love to to have seen The Who with the original lineup of The Who. I mean, that to me would be like meeting the Pope. I, I, I don't know. I would talk to Mother Teresa. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I'm embarrassed to say it, but yes, the Bee Gees, I've, I've talked about this before, I would love to have seen the Bee Gees play live. And obviously, that's never going to happen. I wish that I had been older. Well, then again, maybe not, because then I'd be pushing 80. Um, I, I, I wish that I'd been of age when Woodstock took place in 1969. But then again, Woodstock was a pigsty. It was a mud bath. It was disgusting. No food. No sanitary facilities whatsoever. So it was probably pretty, pretty gross. But whenever I... Watch the video of Jimi Hendrix doing, uh, was it Brownsville Junction? Um, That is just amazing music to me. What can I say? And we all have our own individual tastes in music. And and sometimes I regret um, not being old enough to really go to a concert by myself and seeing Elvis when he played Buffalo, Frank Sinatra when he played Buffalo, and I'm not a big Elvis guy, and I'm not a big Frank Sinatra guy, but just for the experience of saying, yes, I saw them live. I mean, I've seen Steely Dan more times than I can count, Hall and Oates a few times, Three Dog Night a few times, uh, Christopher Cross once, and it was just an amazing show. Let's go to uh, Adam, and that was at the uh, Riviera. Got a lot of friends at the Riviera. Thank you, guys. Here's uh, Adam in Buffalo. Adam, you are on WBEN, the dream concert that you missed out on, sir.
5: Yes, sir. Uh, just real quick, you mentioned Christopher Cross, and wow, that must have been something else. i always loved his music, but... My Christopher Cross, of... i
2: I got to tell you something, Christopher Cross at the Riviera back in uh, what, September, October, um, oh, it's gonna that's going to be a trigger for me, I really shouldn't talk about it, but um, it was absolutely amazing. And when he came out, he did the encore, uh, Think of Laura, just with the keyboard mm-hmm. accompanying, and mm-hmm. it was sublime. It was utterly amazing. That's amazing. You may you may proceed, Adam.
5: Thank you. Um, Yeah, you know I'm 45. You know I've got a couple of kids now, and I I see a lot of uh, divisive issues in society. And to me, music, uh, an artist that I always thought was fantastic and could always bring people together with his message, was Bob Marley. And I would have loved to have seen him live.
2: Yeah, Uh, he died like 1981, I believe, of a brain tumor. Um, It is, I think, impossible to listen to Bob Marley and not smile. And, you know, it's funny because these songs are the soundtracks of our individual lives. And uh, back in my former life, um, right before we took off on a cruise... Uh, They were piping Bob Marley, Buffalo Soldier, through the entire (laughs) ship. And we had to wait a while because somebody had died on the voyage before us. They had to call in the uh, PD to get the body out and to do the investigation. But it was pretty cool.
5: That's awesome. Yeah, it's just, you know, even, you know, looking at different generations, too, of people, uh, I always found him remarkable because, you know, my, my grandparents would listen to it and say, oh, this is okay. You know, I could get into it. You know, something not necessarily for everybody, but for most people.
2: No, I I, I think Bob Marley, I mean, if if you can't get into Bob Marley, I don't think you can get into music
5: great absolutely i mean his
2: i mean his his version of uh, i shot the sheriff and eric clapton uh, you know obviously did his own version of i shot the sheriff but uh, yeah bob marley i mean bob marley brings back such incredibly good memories for me and you know the problem with with life sometimes is that some of the songs and music that you life uh, that you enjoy uh, become so ingrained in your life with uh, people who are no longer in it, it's a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, good choice on Bob Marley, man. I appreciate that.
5: Thank you, sir. Enjoy the topic. Thank you.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. You guys love talking about music, and that's fine by me. Kevin in uh, North Amherst, you are on WBEN. The uh, concert or performer you'll never have a chance to see, but you regret it. Okay, I got three. I got three things to bring up, and they're all the same about music.
6: I'll go as quick as I can. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Bob Marley, hold on, I got to put my joint down. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's see. The biggest letdown concert was uh, Death Leopard in the
2: the old uh, War Memorial Stadium. You know. The no old, way. Why was it? I mean, to me, it was Gordon Lightfoot at Melody Fair. He didn't even do "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald" putts. No kidding. I saw. No, he did uh, not.
6: My parents took me to see Fifth Dimension" at at Melody Fair. But so,
2: okay, why was Def Leppard a letdown? Just out of curiosity.
6: Because they only have so many hits, and I don't understand. And then they had to—they almost replayed their whole song list.
2: You know, but that's, I don't know. that's why you—that's why you go to a show, though. I mean, you want to hear the stuff with which you are familiar. Yeah, I mean, no matter how really, many times we yeah, saw, uh, no matter how many times I saw Steely Dan, I never got sick of them ending with "Kid Charlemagne."
6: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because I've been to see the Dan a few times, man, and that's one one of my other stories. But I'll make this middle one quick. Uh, oh, Led Zeppelin when uh, when uh, Bonzo died uh, because you know that was Buffalo.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I I remember being at Kenmore East, and and the school was plunged into mourning, at least amongst the uh, concert gro- uh, going crowd, because sure, I
6: think we all had tickets too. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude, dude. Uh, then the, the third one was a dream that came true, was to see uh, Steely Dan in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio.
2: I don't know if you ever been there before. Yes, sir. I, I saw Donald Fagen uh, in Cuyahoga Falls. And, uh Steely Dan I- I've seen Steely Dan in a lot of different venues
6: well sure sure uh no did you were you in Tiyahoga when they uh, Michael McDonald opened up for Steely Dan no I was not but uh, that would have been one heck of a show I'll tell you what it really was and then uh halfway through the uh Dan show uh uh Donald fagin says I wanna uh Bring in, uh, introduce an old friend. You know, uh, he said he used to play with us until this band, uh, the Dewey Brothers, took him away. You yeah. know, and they had an extra set of keyboards right there for Michael McDonald next
2: next to Donald. Right? Uh, that, did he do? Did he do uh, the backups on Peg as he does on the recording?
6: You know what? I was in such awe. It was the first time I ever saw Steely Dan to begin with. You know, and I'm a big, I was in such awe, it's hard to remember things. you ever get that way?
2: Um, pretty much every day of my life, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, it, it as far
6: as. It wasn't drugs or alcohol or nothing. I was just like, whoa, man, I, it was hard to comprehend.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I made a vow to myself, and I've talked about this before, I know. I made a vow to myself that I would see the people I liked the most as many times as I possibly could, and I didn't care about the cost of seats. I spent a fortune for good seats for Paul McCartney in Buffalo, and over the years, um, again, my former life, I spent a fortune uh, on front row Steely Dan right in front of Fagan. So, yeah, yeah, my
6: best show, well, I saw uh, Steely Dan at the uh – at the Indian Casino Seneca. Yep. And I was like five feet away from uh, from Donald Fagan, and his, uh, he only had two background singers that night.
2: You know what I mean? Now, usually there are three with the Danettes. Yeah,
6: the fact I know. I, I know. There
2: were the the big, fact that I know that uh, cast yeah. out in my sanity. Uh, thank you very much for the call, man. I appreciate it.
6: Yeah, yeah, that was great show though.
2: Uh, just to see him be that close it was like in living color. No, I thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate it very much. Um, and, and by the way, that is uh, that that is like a uh, a dating deal breaker for me. I mean, if you don't like Steely Dan, it's just it's just not going to happen. So, what is the concert that you most would like to have seen? And this uh, came about because I was scrolling through the Internet last night and once again uh, stumbled upon the Pink Floyd 2006 reunion show, and then I had to watch the Bee Gees um, just one night and uh, say what you will about my taste in music, but I own it. Here is uh, Ryan in North Buffalo. You're on WBEN. Hello. Uh, no, actually, it's Brian. Oh That's Brian, okay. I apologize. What's uh, a consonant? between? This? all
7: right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I would have loved to. I'd like to see Steely Dan uh, if Fagan is still, pl- you know, playing. Kid Charlemagne. Yes, you mentioned that Larry Carlton on guitar. Yep, just unbelievable. But well, John. John Harrington. Really- John
2: Harrington is the guy who plays guitar with Steely Dan now, and he is. He's no schlub. I'll tell you, he's awesome.
7: Oh, I bet! I bet he said he said Rick there, or he. <laughs> now, of course,
2: you know what Stigley Dan" means, right? Of course. Think that that's oh, of course. It's a it's a uh, marital aid in an Edgar Rice Burroughs <laughs> book. <laughs> that's right, Burroughs. Uh, but uh, I would have loved to have seen Jeff back.
4: Oh, good died, call! That
7: was a bit of a punch. That was a punch in the gut, and I, I don't usually feel that way, but. Um I mean, it was just so all of a sudden he said what what happened meningitis what i mean I, I i would have loved to have seen him. he was like he's like miles Davis in a way which he oh. surrounded himself with with just the best players on earth, you know, and if you want to look good at your job, whatever it is, you surround yourself with even better people. And let them do the job, but there's nobody better than Jeff Beck who could, who could possibly do that type of, uh, of lyricism. Uh, you know, and, uh, even people like, uh, uh, Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page just marvel at, at his, his virtuosity. And yeah. Jeff, Jeff just Beck
2: was amazing. Literal.
7: Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the problem is with was, um, and that's that's one that kind of uh, flew by me. I've never seen Seekly Dan, would have loved to. Uh, I did see that concert the, the night after, which was weird, uh, after Cincinnati for The Who. Um, and and that was just, uh, you know, there was a certain electricity in the, in the air, or maybe it was just the uh, the acid I was taking at the time. Oh, jeez, uh,
2: I didn't need to know that. Come on. <laughs>
7: hey, that's back in the 70s, all right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, back know. In the 70s. Uh, I know.
7: I yeah, know. That's, that's the seventies, but anyway, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, never had, but-
2: never had any interest that or mushrooms. Uh, somebody suggested recently I should try mushrooms. I'm like the only mushrooms I like yeah. are on pizza. Thank you. Yeah,
7: but uh, right. I, anyway, uh, certainly back in the seventies, there were a lot of shows that came to town. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yes, I saw all those. Uh, uh, you know, but, but now I'd rather see a band at a bar so that you can get, you know, close and personal to it. And, uh, very, you know, very interesting.
2: And- well, Brian, I got, I got to go, man, because I'm out of time, but I thank yeah. you, uh, very much, uh, for the call. Um, again, though, I mean, you can get up close and personal to your favorite performers, but it's going to cost you. And frankly, I've got a certain amount of money set aside for, um, for concert tickets, and I will see the people I like the most as close as I possibly can get. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you uh, so much, Josh Schmidt, uh, behind the glass, making the magic happen with a perfect game once again today on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom Puckett is coming up with Buffalo's Evening News next.